I didn't really get a fair shot. Um, you know, no one talks about the sanctions. You're supposed to lose when you're on those. So I struggled with that for a while. Um, like, why did this happen? And just was really frustrated with it. And, and years later, you know, figured out, all right, had I not, that not happened, I would have never gone to Alabama and worked for Nick Saban. What makes the journey worth it? The pain, the adversity, the opposition, the challenges, the uncertainty. Why do I have to go through this? What's the lesson in this? I got a paralyzed right arm and hand. The million dollar question I get every single day is you wouldn't change what happened to you, why? Serendipity, join us for insightful dialogues about not just successes, but about failures, opposition, adversities that shape and mold the individuals to who they are today. I'm Inky Johnson. This is Serendipity. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Serendipity with Inky Johnson. Uh, today's guest is someone that I consider a friend. You know, he's a head ball coach. He's a father. He's a son. And he's a leader of men, uh, Lane Kiffin. Coach, how you doing, man? Great. I'm out of the green room. Let me in a <laughs> virtual green room. I've never been in one of those before. <laughs> out of the green room. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, first and foremost, man, I just want to say thank you for your time. Um, I greatly appreciate it. I know you're busy. You're running a program, so I greatly appreciate you taking time to do this. But I want to touch on something before we get started. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, man, and a lot of people are surprised when I share this with them, that you hired me on your staff You know, at one point as a graduate assistant, which was a great experience for me. I learned a lot. You know, I got to hang around Coach Kiff, the Don, your father. And so, man, thank you for that. I greatly appreciate it. No, that was a, that was a great year. And um, I've always told you before, sometimes on the other side of the ball, when you're, you know, coaching one side and we're only there for one year, didn't get to know you very, very much compared to the defensive coaches. And um, you've just been great to us wherever we've gone since and coming and helping out, helping motivate people at our players at FAU um, and now here at Ole Miss. So um, appreciate you. And, um, you're one of my dad's favorite. I feel like you played for my dad. This way, like, about, you know, like, when you put you in, like, the Sap and the Lynch and the Derek Brooks category, his favorite people. I'm like, you know he didn't play for you. He's like, yeah, but I feel like you did. <laughs> That's my guy, man. And so I want to I wanna take us a direction, uh, Coach, that I feel as if a lot of people uh, in life, we waste experiences, you know, when they don't show up in the form of which we expect it, when things don't turn out the way we want them to. Sometimes we just throw away the experience, right? And I believe sometimes a lot of those experiences can be beneficial to us in our development. And so just talking about serendipity, you know, the basis of the concept is when you go through a situation or you experience something and you don't think it's going to work out uh, in your favor, but it ends up benefiting you. And when you look back on this experience, you're grateful for it. You know, do you have any of those moments in your career as a coach or just as a man, you know, that you would pinpoint? as serendipity moments that you feel have worked out, you know, to your benefit. I do. And I, and I like to share that um, a lot, especially when coaches go through similar things. Um, you know, there was a book Ryan Holiday wrote, he came and spoke at, at Alabama like you did um, when we were there and um, it's obstacles the way. And I always like refer to that because, you know, the whole book is basically about all these things that happen that you think are horrible you know, that ended up being really good. And you just can't see it at the time, like at all. Um, 
no matter what age you are, but especially when you're young and the things happen, um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, parents used to say, and I was just say, Oh, you know, something bad happens to you. Maybe the best thing ever happened to you. And you're all like, there's no way, you know, this is the worst day of my life. Everything's over. And I, I go back to the fire in the USC. Mm. Um, I was very upset at the time. Uh, like most people in their fire just felt it was unfair because of the sanctions. You know, we, mm-hmm. we weren't, you know, we weren't perfect, but we were 28 and 15 or something, but, you know, everyone forgot we were down 30 scholarship players. And wow. that was hard for me because you read everything and ESPN and everything. Oh, you're this terrible head coach. And you're feeling like I didn't really get a fair shot. Hmm. Um, you know, no one talks about the sanctions and you're supposed to lose when you're on those. So yeah. I struggled with that for a while. Um, like, why did this happen? And just was really frustrated with it. And in years later, you know, figured out, all right, had I not, that not happened, I would have never gone to Alabama and worked for Nick Saban. That wouldn't have happened. Wow. So I wouldn't have had those three years with all those great players and championships, but most importantly for myself personally to, you know, see a different way of doing things. You know, I really, for the most part, have been around Pete Carroll. I was young and been around Pete Carroll almost my whole time as an assistant. So that's really the only way I knew. And I became a head coach at 31 or 32, whatever it was. So yeah. this kind of allowed me to, to see something completely different and become a lot better myself to what I think is a really great system of combining the two systems, mm. um, you know, and, and taking this, this from over here and this from over here. And, and um, I think I know it's, I'm way better today than I was whatever, when I got fired. Yeah. It, seven, it, eight years ago. <laughs> it was interesting coach. I was watching something when you were speaking and you were just talking about that experience, right? And you were comparing the two and talking about how you got to the place to where you're talking about a tarmac experience, then you getting hired at Ole Miss and having a different tarmac experience and looking back and having humor about the situation, which everybody can't do, right? I think that's one of the reasons why people, you know, love you and people are endeared to you because you can take tough situations, situations of opposition and adversity, and you can make humor of them. Right. You can laugh at him. You can make jokes about him. And a lot of people can't do that. What makes you look at situations with that perspective? Well, that took time. Inky. That, that wasn't right. You know, I was, you know, for, especially with that one, that example, I was very, you know, you're hurt by that. And when you get fired at the end of the year, when you get fired at the end of the year. It's a little bit easier because you just get the next job, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you move on and you got to deal with it. But when you got to sit around for, months and, and watch all the games going on and you know, every time they talk about your firing and what a bad head coach you were and you got to wait for months just to get another job to kind of move on um that, that's that's difficult i just talked to a, a coach this week um you know at a really big place that just got fired and i said get out of town because the worst thing is you're sitting there in town and everywhere you go you know the gas station the grocery store everybody's telling you oh oh you got a bad deal you got a bad deal well, a lot of those people are the same ones that the day before were trying to get you fired. So, you know, um, that's just how it works. And it's just, it's overwhelming. You feel like everyone's staring at you. So um, good thing to get away in those those situations, just so you don't have to deal with it every place you go. Like he was referring to, because I, I went to my kid's soccer game and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, it was miserable. So everyone's just looking at you. Everyone's coming up to you and you got to have the same conversation with everybody. So, um, you know, that, that was difficult, but but with time, I learned to kind of joke about it and, and serendipity, you know, that you, you realize, all right, it happened for a reason. Absolutely. 
And so, Coach, um, what would you tell the 31-year-old, you know, head coach, Lane Kiffin, now with the experiences you have, the place that you're at as a man, you know, as a father, coaching the guys, the experiences you've had at the different programs, what would you tell the 31-year-old uh, Lane Kiffin? I'd, I'd tell him in a couple of years to be the head coach of Tennessee, stay there, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's so many things I, I would say, uh, but I think the biggest thing that would, you know, encompass a lot would be just slow down. Mm. Um, I tried to move too fast with everything just cause that's just how I worked, you know, in all areas. Uh, I'm yeah. going to see coach Saban really, you know, someone that obviously he can work fast. But he goes really slow with decisions and, you know, really thinks seeing things through and, um, and that was seeing that side, you know, I took that. So, okay, just slow down in all these things. You don't have to go so fast, whether that's in your personal decisions, you know, or your decision, mostly your decisions at the office too. Absolutely. You know, you, you mentioned coach Saban and about your experience there. And I've heard you often speak about, you know, when you left, it made you even more grateful for the time you had with them and the things you learned you know, while being up under him and, and the things you all accomplished together, you know, is there something, you know, specifically that you would say that you learned from him that you didn't appreciate in the moment, but once you left, you kind of saw like, oh man, I, I really, I really appreciated that and really needed that. Um, the ass chewings, I didn't appreciate those. <laughs> but I don't appreciate those. And that's yeah. I think that I compared it one time which may sound strange, but almost to parenting, like you're, you're in the house at the time. You don't understand why your parents are doing something. Absolutely. And, and then you, you find yourself down the road doing the same things going, wait, I just do that. That's the same yeah. thing. My dad or mom, I find myself doing that with Coach Saban. Like, wow. I'm like oh, you know, like, why is he doing this? I didn't understand at the time. Then when I got to be a head coach again, I started to understand. Okay. Now I see why he did that. And I find myself doing the same things. Hmm. That's awesome, man. It's like, like you said, when you're a kid, I'll never forget, like when I was younger, uh, one of my coaches told me, hate me now and love me later. And when you're a young mm -hmm. athlete, you're so ambitious, you're so driven. And even when you're a young coach, right? Some of the things I learned from just being up under you all, it was great. But in the moment when you're sitting there and you're cutting up film or you're doing things really late, you don't appreciate it, not realizing that these are some of the things that's going to take and shape and mold us into the individuals that we're destined to become. And so if yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. yeah, you're right. And that's very, very difficult. Like when you're young, especially a player, but even as a coach, um, Absolutely. I, I say it all the time. Like you know, that run at USC, like I'll be talking to Matt Leinart or Reggie Bush, Steve Sarkeesian. Like we didn't realize at the time you're in it, mm -hmm. you know, like how special it was, you know, playing for those national championships and three Heisman winners in four years and all those players. And so I did, I was able to help people with that. Like we went to FAU and in our first year we won the conference championship and the kids were, they'd only won three games ever, you know, in the three years before that was it three, three, three and three. And I said, Hey, enjoy this season as we were going through it. Enjoy this because you know, this is really special what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I, and I hadn't looked at things that way before. Cause I was just at that again, you know, serendipity by going to FAU that helped me appreciate things like that more because I was just used to being in, you know, the Alabama SC locker rooms and, you know, you just expect to win, you know, and Absolutely. so 
that that part was really neat to be able to help kids, um, you know, enjoy the moment. Absolutely. I, I would say this, Coach, and, and then I'll just segue us out, man, because I know you got things to do. But has the goal and the mission changed now that the experiences you have, the time you have as a coach under your belt, you know, the experiences you have as a father, you know, has the goal and the mission changed, like you just said, slowing down and appreciating the moments, but looking at the journey it took to get there and you learned that right now with the position that you're in, looking back over all the success you've had, all the experiences you've had, like you've done a lot and you've accomplished a lot. Like when you think about you in the position that you're in now, has the goal, has the mission changed any just as a coach? It has. I used to look at it, um, say, especially in the runs at USC as an assistant. And then, you know, I was like, our job is to get you to the NFL. Mm. And that, that's my job as a coach. I'm not here to be your other father. You know, <laughs> that's how, no, that's how I look at it. Because I would hear coaches sometimes in recruit, no, you're going gonna to treat you like my own child and stuff. And I'm going like, no, you're not. Like, right. that, that's, <laughs> and, um, and then as I, as I got older and nephew experience to start to realize I was good about going there. All those kids weren't going to NFL. Like there's more to this, mm. you know, it's not just that, you know, it is about helping these kids through issues. Um, you know, and, and so I do look at it different. I look at, look at my job different that, that I do look at it as say, hey, I am here. I'm on this platform to help these guys win, but I'm on this platform to help these guys through things and, mm. and help them through my, my experiences because you know, those firings and all those things, you know, if God didn't think I could handle it, he wouldn't have done that. So, so I, I need to use that to help these kids when they go through things. That's awesome, man. Well, coach, I greatly appreciate your time man. greatly appreciate your perspective. You know, I got a lot of respect for you and thank the world of you. Tell the family hello and all the best. Thanks again for all your right. time. Thank you, Yankee. Anytime. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, coach. Yep.